This is Voices of Texas, the podcast featuring the most interesting Texans you've never heard of. Recording in Midland, Texas, here is your host, Matthew Hinman. Welcome everyone to episode two of Voices of Texas, the podcast about Texans. And this is indeed exciting to be able to record this podcast for your listening enjoyment. Today is November 22nd, 2014. And before I introduce my guest, I'd like to make a couple of shout outs to some other podcasters, namely Cliff Ravenscraft of podcastanswerman.com, whose advice has been invaluable, and Matt McWilliams of mattmcwilliams.com, who has also been helpful. They both run amazing podcasts each week. Podcasts are gaining a great deal of traction these days. And if you haven't yet heard of a podcast called Serial, and that's Serial with an S, you're probably living in a cave. This is yet another example of how podcasting can take storytelling to another level. So be sure to check that one out as well. But I warn you, it's quite addicting and you will want to listen to the episodes in order, beginning with episode one. Speaking of podcasting, my guest today is another fellow podcaster. And like me, she does a half a dozen of the things besides just podcasting. She's a real estate lawyer, a mother of five, dedicated wife of 30 plus years, a blogger, a public speaker. She's writing a novel. And she hosts a weekly podcast called The Productive Woman. Please welcome to the show, Laura McClellan. Hey there. Hey, Laura. You know, reading your bio makes you seem like the busiest woman in the whole state of Texas. Well, I don't know if that's the case, but when I when you read it the way you did, I kind of feel that way. <laughs> Who is that woman? <laughs> Who is that, right? Well, you know, uh, this, this podcast that you run called The Productive Woman, uh, you're you're really teaching people. Uh, obviously, you're aiming at at uh, the woman demographic, but you're teaching people how to be productive. And I suppose you would have to really exemplify productivity to some extent to be able to talk about it each week. Well, yeah, I'm not sure whether I exemplify it. It's something that's certainly of interest to me. I have a lot of things I want to do, a lot of um, interests. And I'm a little bit geeky about productivity stuff anyway, always have been. And so part of the purpose of the Productive Woman podcast is for me to A, share some stuff that I've learned, but B, hopefully learn from other people uh, as I in the future get to bring in some, some folks, some other women who I think are even more productive than I am who can share their tips and, and also, you know, sort of try to promote some conversation about that on Facebook and in some other channels. So I, I don't really see myself as, as the big expert on it. It's just an interest. And I figure if I don't have all the answers, I, I can make a forum where we can get together. And if we each share what we know amongst ourselves, we can come up with some answers. Well, so and why women in particular? I mean, is it because that women are, are these days, especially uh, the 21st century woman, she's kind of pulled in several different directions? Is is that kind of the motivation behind this podcast? It, it really is. I, it's something that, you know, I, I, as a lawyer and before that, as just a wife and mom and the, the, the wife of a worship pastor at a church and just a, in, in a lot of roles, I've had many, many conversations over the years with lots of women who've felt like they were, as you said, being pulled in so many different directions, wearing so many hats, um, committed to doing well in so many roles, and yet 
often feeling like they're not doing a very good job and and wanting to learn how to do it better. And so when I th- decided I, I thought I'd like to do a podcast, that that would be a good um, vehicle for sharing some of these things, it was sort of a natural topic for me to look at because I, I really do have a heart to help women who, like me, feel like, you know, I want to do such a good job in all these various roles that I play as a wife, a mom, a a professional woman or an employee or an employer or all the different things that we do. Um, and how, how can I do that better? Okay. So, uh, you know, 50 years ago, women weren't in the same role that they are today. Uh, and, and, you know, I think this is why your podcast speaks so well is that, uh, women are taking on, on, uh, roles that, you know, 50 years ago, it was, it was traditionally men who were the breadwinners, but now women are the breadwinners in some households. And these days, it seems like there has to be a, a two income household almost to survive these days. Is that what you're kind of finding in your research? Yeah, there, it, it really, there's a sense that that's the case. Now I know lots of women who are in homes where it's, uh, I guess maybe you'd call it a little more traditional. My oldest daughter, for one, is a a full-time homemaker and mom to her four little girls, and her husband is the breadwinner. Um, So there still are women in that, um, whose lives are set up that way, but more and more women are certainly taking on at least a co-breadwinner role, if not, you know, statistically, many, many more households are set up where a woman is the primary, if not the only breadwinner. And you're right, that's a big change from decades past. And while it's wonderful that there are opportunities for women to do all these different things, it brings a whole different set of pressures. I can imagine so. And, and, and of course, not uh, minimizing the role of of a stay-at-home mom because she, I mean, really has a lot to juggle herself. Absolutely. Uh, she has to be productive. There's a, there's a lot that, that she has to deal with because she's essentially managing a household. Right. And then, you know, and, and I was home full time with my kids for a long time. And anybody who think, I, I don't think anyone these days thinks that a, a full-time homemaker is, you know, sitting on the couch eating bonbons and watching soap operas. Those women are busy. They're taking care of children, which, you know, is raising the next generation of citizens. They are often volunteers in the community or in the schools. They are doing all sorts of things. So it's not like they have any more free time than a woman who has a job outside the home. It's just a different venue and a different um, set of expectations and and things that they want to be doing. What's it like for you? Uh, as a career person yourself, uh, juggling a, a family and a career all these years. I, I know uh, in our earlier conversations that you mentioned you only have one one uh, grown child at home still who's in college, but how were you able to, to do that over the years? How do you juggle that as a career woman? Uh, honestly, I'm not sure I did it very well a lot of the time, and that, hence my interest, a lifelong interest in, in productivity kinds of things, time management and organization, finding ways to get all those things done that I care about. Um, I, I kind of did things backwards. Uh, my husband and I joke a lot that we don't do anything the normal way. I went to law school when I was in my mid-30s and already had five children. 
And before that, I had been home raising those kids, homeschooling them, teaching childbirth classes, doing some other things, but essentially at home for 10 years or more. And, and it was a big change for us when, um, when I, you know, went through law school and then started practicing law full time at a big firm. And if I have a secret, it's, I married well. Um, I have an amazing husband who, um, who has been a partner in every sense of the word throughout our very long, many years together, um, who has supported me and encouraged me in countless ways and who's taken on um, responsibilities that before I was practicing law were mine. You know, he does more of the cooking now than I do. And and so that has made a huge difference for me. And I am very, very much aware of how fortunate I am because I know a lot of women who do what I do for a living and have still the main responsibility of getting dinner on the table and getting the kids, you know, carpooled or whatever. And I, I've, I've had great support from Mike throughout my career. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, uh, what advice do you have for men on being productive? <laughs> Cause I tell you what, I sure need it. <laughs> well, you know, I, the, the thing is that the productivity kinds of things are, the same, no matter gender, age, anything. There are lots of different things that you can do. Uh, I focus on women just because I, I understand I may be better how women think. And there are lots and lots of resources out there for men and aimed at men. But, you know, a lot of it's a, my, the first tip I give, I think, in the first episode of The Productive Woman is you know, rule one is write everything down. Don't try to remember anything you have to get done because um, as David Allen in his book, Getting Things Done, talks about the fact that it's there's this m- mental energy that's consumed in trying to remember all these little things that need to get done. And so having a good system for keeping track of the things you need to do and consulting that system regularly um, that that's sort of a practical thing to do, whether you're a man or a woman or or a child for that matter. And there are lots of other things. And that's the whole point of my podcast. I try to get very, very practical about how, how do we get stuff done? How do we um, manage, as I say in the intro to my, my podcast, it's all about learning how to manage our time, life, stress, and stuff so we can accomplish the things we care about, you know, as well as the things we have to do because life could consume every moment with the have tos and you never get to the things that you really want to do. Sure. Sure. Well, so what, what helped you to conceive, uh, the entire concept of, of starting a podcast? I mean, where did that get started with you? What, when did that happen? Oh my goodness. Probably a year or so ago, I started thinking about it. I had, it it traces back to, um, you know, when I was reading a lot of blogs and I, I've collected, uh, books and magazine articles and things over many years on productivity kinds of things. But I, I'm a reader and I would read blogs. And one of the blogs that I, uh, read regularly 
is by a guy named Michael Hyatt that a lot of people know about. He's a former CEO. Yeah, a lot of, of people Thomas have Nelson. heard of Michael. Yeah. Well, he had a blog and I would, um, you know, read his blog and then he launched a podcast and I got to where I would listen to his podcast. I, it, I, that may be the first one I'd ever heard or for, first that I'd heard of, of podcasting. But when he launched that, I would download it onto my iPod and listen to it while I would jog. And he would always talk about this guy named Cliff Ravenscraft. And, uh, and so I thought, well, I'll, I'll listen to that guy's podcast too, because Michael's were short. And, and the more I listened, uh, you know, started listening to more podcasts and thinking about, well, what else do I want to do with my life besides practice law? Um, and how, and combining that interest in listening to podcasts and stuff and, getting lots of questions from people um, coming to me and talking about productivity kinds of things. And, and a few times when I was asked to speak at, at small events or something like that, it just occurred to me that, you know, that would be, that would be a, a podcast would be a way, a, a vehicle for me to talk about these things and maybe put them in a form that could, could reach more people than just the people that come into my office on a daily basis. And it was kind of one thing led to another, and I ended up taking um, Cliff's podcasting A to Z course. And I'd like to say that I immediately launched my podcast, but I didn't, as you and I talked before. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I have to congratulate you because you just you just finished episode 20. Is that correct? Yes, that went live this week. That is just amazing that you you've stuck it out this long. I I can just only hope to be as uh, as uh, stick to itive as, as you have been. Uh, and you know, Cliff is uh, one of these guys that kind of he really motivates people. He fires them up. Yeah. Uh, and and he's the one who kind of just uh, got me going as well. Uh, just hearing him talk about podcasting and he's like, why aren't you podcasting? And I'm like, you know, I have a lot of stuff to talk about, but <laughs> yeah. I just, I just don't know where to start. And so I'm, I'm drumming up concepts constantly and bouncing things off of friends and, and going that way. So for you, um, you recently got picked up by a network. Is that correct? Y- yes, it was a, a, a such a, a, I don't know if serendipity is the right word. I attended a conference here in the Dallas area earlier this this past summer uh, called, what was it called? Po- the podcast Movement. It was the first time they had done this uh, conference for podcasters. And I had only just barely launched mine. But when they talked about it, they did it as one of those um, Kickstarter campaigns. And I thought, this is a great idea. I'm going to go ahead and support it. And so as uh, because I supported it, I got a ticket and I went to it. And I had, because it was near where I live, I stayed here at home and drove instead of staying at the hotel. And driving in, I was listening to a podcast, another one, a podcast about podcasting by a guy named Daniel Lewis, um, who does the Audacity to Podcast. And he was one I listened to. So I'd been listening to him driving in. And as I walked through the lobby to get to the room where the first session was, I I suddenly hear a voice and I thought, wait a minute, I just was listening to that voice. And I looked around and he was standing there talking to someone else, Daniel J. Lewis. <laughs> and and so I thought, I started to keep going and I thought, no, you know what? I, I want to tell him how much I appreciate what he does. And so I stopped. Uh, he was just wrapping up that conversation and I introduced myself 
and uh, thanked him for what he does. And we talked a little bit more. And long story short, he uh, ended up inviting me uh, to join the the Noodle Mix Network, which is a podcast network that he runs. And so the Productive Woman joined that network mm, three or four episodes ago, I think. Fantastic. Well, you know, it's just really amazing the the, the road you've taken and, and getting there. But let's talk a little bit about uh, some other things you're doing also. And, and again, I, I just see the juggling going on. I see the balls flying through the air here. You're writing a book? Yeah, I have been for a, a couple years, actually. I'm writing a novel. Yeah, it's it's been a lifelong dream of mine. And a couple years ago, I just decided... I didn't want to die regretting never having tried, so I'm almost finished with it. Okay, I was gonna. That was my next question: Is how far along are we on this? <laughs> it's a very odd situation because I started writing it, and I went to a writers' conference that was here in Dallas, and I'm trying to make this uh, what is a really long story very short. Uh, and the short version is: at that first conference that I attended, I met with an agent, a literary agent that I have admired for many years, and she read a few pages and asked me to send it to her, my manuscript to her when I finished it, um, which I just sat there and looked at her for the longest. It just floored me. And so I was paralyzed for a long time after that because I thought, what if I can't make the rest of it live up to whatever she liked in those first pages? But um, through the encouragement of some other writers that I know, I'm about to finish it, and my goal is to send it off to her uh, before Christmas. So that's I, that's the commitment I made to a, an award-winning writer that has been very encouraging to me. So fantastic! It's so good to hear that that you're you're working on that, and I'm I'm anxious to see it. And I know you've had some snippets posted up on your website. Yeah, I was very fortunate. Um, early on, I submitted um, the first chapters of it to a couple of different uh, contests, fiction contests, mostly just for feedback because these contests are judged by editors or other professional writers. And one of the hard things about writing, just like in a way like podcasting, is you're kind of in a room by yourself working on this project with no way to judge, you know, get any feedback or any objective, um, you know, feedback on what you're doing. And so I submitted some early chapters of, of the book to a couple of contests and was shocked and thrilled to, to win in, in a couple of different cases. I, I really did it just for the feedback from the judges, which was enormously helpful, but it was really encouraging to win as well and get some really, um, you know, just encouraging words from folks to keep, keep at it. Wow. I, I'm just so impressed with with everything so far. I really am, and and it's it's really been uh, quite an experience uh, meeting you. I know we haven't known each other very long, but I, I'm just very impressed with the things that you've accomplished so far, and uh, that's why I think that uh, that you qualify as one of these interesting Texans uh, for this show. Certainly, uh, so. that nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, they're that. going they're going to now uh, because we're gonna we're gonna talk about this uh, for some time to come. I'm sure. So my guest this week has been Laura McClellan, host of the weekly podcast, The Productive Woman at theproductivewoman.com. She's also on Facebook, uh, at Laura McMom on Twitter. And of course, you can subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher also. Laura, thank you so much for coming on the show today. 
It was my pleasure. And thanks to all you listeners. Be sure and share your interest with this podcast on your social media channels. Visit the website over at VoicesOfTexas.com for more information, any notes, and of course, how you can best support this program. Please join us next episode for Voices of Texas. Opinions of guests, co-hosts, and others appearing on this podcast are not necessarily the views of its host, producer, or affiliates. No part of this podcast may be reproduced or retransmitted in any way over any medium without express written consent of the producer.